When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, 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 everybody who is listening to the replay or is checking out this podcast. Welcome. So my name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. I concentrate on a lot of um, energy work, if it's astrological energy, if it is um, spiritual energy, if it is the chakra energy, that is really where I find myself, um, overly centered, I would say. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for um, coming into this area and also giving this podcast a listen. Today's episode, I'm so excited. Um, I can't remember if I did this for um, 2022, but it is uh, a new year coming up and we have some new um, astrology dates and I'm actually going to talk about how I feel the astrology is going to be for the year of 2023 and I'm also going to share some of the major transits, some of the major aspects that I really feel... um, that everybody should kind of know about or that everybody should kind of be aware of, you know, astrology and astrological alignment is something that we can't necessarily change, right? It's 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 the area of space that happens regardless. Um, we can't choose the time that we were born. We can't choose some of the things that happened in our path, but Understanding that uh, we can look at it in a different perspective, at a different angle, and maybe in some ways kind of justify or explain why this energy might feel either joyful or it might feel a little bit overwhelming at times or it might feel like it's just too much, right? And I think sometimes um, it it happens, right? Sometimes we just kind of feel a little stuck in where we're at. So let's get into it. And 2023, I really think is going to be an amazing room. I think it's going to be an amazing room for um, like a space for a lot of people. I think this area is really going to just show a different dynamic. I will be honest, the beginning of the year, we're not going to feel much 
change. We're not going to feel much of a shift of area. And I will be going through some of the retrogrades. I will also be going through some of the major transits that are really going to feel that shift, right? And, and we do have some big aspects that are really happening in 2023 that is very different. Um, of course, we have Jupiter. Um, we also have the North Nodes. So the North and the South Nodes, the Nodes of Destiny. So we have some change really coming up and we have Pluto. So we have that area where it's it's going to be a different dynamic. And I think when a lot of people see the that the astrology for the year, they automatically are like, how is this going to affect me, right? How is this going to affect me? And we have to look at where that zodiac is. Like if you are a sun in Aquarius, if you are maybe a... Um, and Aries or where's your Venus. So it affects each person differently, but overall we shouldn't be worried about the astrological change. Um, as a collective, I feel that it's, it's going to be overall a good year. It is going to be some of the same energy um, in 2023, definitely in the beginning. And when we think about reminiscence of energy and that energy that kind of lingers and doesn't really go away or it kind of stays there, we have to wonder how come it's staying here? Like how come this energy space is staying here? Is it something that I haven't completely released? Is it um, areas of insecurities that I haven't completely let go of? Or is it more of a focus that this is energy that I need to use towards my benefit. So let's talk about some of the major things. So at the end of the year, at the end of December, I'm actually trying to look at my charts right now because I want to make sure that I have this date correct. I believe it is right at the end of the year we have right around December 23rd we have the new moon in Capricorn right and that's going to be about areas of maybe feeling overwhelmed um, you know especially because of the holiday season but also it's going to be like we're feeling like this need to do it all and to have that new space I really want people to kind of clear their area um, and, and when we think about the Capricorn, we're really going to want to clear that space out. We also have Chiron goes direct in Aries. So this is going to give us that burst where we're going to feel like a lot of emotion. And it's so interesting that's literally happening like on the 23rd where it's like the day before like um, Christmas or uh, Christmas Eve or it's the day before you know, if you celebrate other holidays, it's kind of like the introduction of Yule. So there's a lot of area where we might really be feeling overwhelmed with our own area of healing. And if we are in a place that feels very uncomfortable, it's because we're having this outburst of like emotions, possibly, especially with the Aries, with the Chiron going direct in Aries. 
on December 29th, Mercury goes retrograde in Capricorn. So this is this is the traditional um, retrogrades. You know, we go retrograde like almost multiple times of the year. Mercury go, goes retrograde almost like four times a year. It is something that is unavoidable. Um, it's something that happens. And I recently told people like, if you haven't fully mastered your retrograde area, especially when it comes to Mercury, because Mercury is the only planet that goes retrograde this frequently, you got to ask yourself, like, why the fuck not? You know, <laughs> It's nothing new. It's, it's nothing that um, we shouldn't be able to get through. So just be mindful that Mercury is going retrograde like it always does. It's nothing new, guys. We'll get into it. Uh, December 31st, we have an interesting conjunction. We have Venus in Capricorn conjuncts with Pluto in Capricorn. So that's actually a good day for many of us to stay in the comfort of our home with our loved ones and really take that area of transformation and look at how we are going to trans have a transition that is going to feel welcoming, right? That's going to feel welcoming to the start of the new year. We don't want to start our new year on a whole bunch of energy that's going to set the pace because when you think about Pluto, Pluto is such a dynamic space, right? And um, when we take that energy of, of birth or death and that shadow space, and when it's combined with love and it has that area where it's really creating an, an alliance and a joining, we're going to think, how are we going to use this this to feel the most comfortable, this to feel the most safe, the most secure as we continue our area of love throughout um, the year of 2023. And also, if you are thinking about changing something, um, closing a chapter, like that Pluto energy or almost like deading a situation, that's how I like to think of it. Like sometimes you just have to let that energy rest. You just have to let that area space rest. This would be a good day to really accept it. And for many people, um, you know, with New Year's resolutions, it's not about um, changing completely in one month. And that's really why many people fall off of their resolution, right? Like a resolution usually lasts like a couple weeks and then they're like, fuck it. In all honesty, most of the things that are going to have the most spontaneous energy is probably going to be around um, the spring. But the entrance of January and that Capricorn energy is really that time to take the first few steps, but it starts slow. <laughs> Don't start like like um, a traditional Capricorn, as one might say, right? We want to let that area kind of wind out. Let's talk about some of the alignments that's really happening um, in the beginning of the year. So as I kind of gave a little rundown of what to expect at the end of 2022, let's look at January. So automatically in January, we have some inter interesting dates. We have on January 2nd, Venus enters Aquarius. This is a good time um, for 
<clears throat> for possibly some change. Um, possibly some change maybe with um, women, with the areas of the feminine energy, with especially with the areas on more of a community level, on a collective level. But we also have to remember is we're going to have it still aligned with Saturn. Saturn hasn't less left Aquarius. So Saturn and Venus will be met into Aquarius. And this might create this area where there could almost be like further restrictions or um, the feminine energy could be feeling very like constricted <clears throat> or having to face its areas of responsibility. And when we look at this space, we're going to want to understand that for each feminine energy, and it doesn't matter if you're male or female, but for each yin energy, we have to think what is it that's really holding us back or what is it that we're fearing? Or what is it that we want to express as a collective? I wouldn't be surprised if there was some um, type of movement when it really comes to spaces of the feminine. And this could be worldwide. A lot of these um, astrological events are happening, you know, all around the world. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the U.S., but this could be in different areas as well. So when we think about this Venus entering Aquarius, we have to think what is the Aquarius really, you know, stands for. It stands for the collective. It stands for that space of collection of the feminine, of the the healing of the feminine, of the giving to the feminine of that space when it's combined with Venus. So let's look at it like that. Let's expect to change um, for a lot of women. We need change. Uh, we need gender equality. We need um, different aspects. There's a lot of women in the workforce who work just as much as their male counterparts. Um, and I think this energy being aligned with Saturn, something's gonna happen with that dynamic. Also around January 6th, we have a full moon in Cancer. So um, that is a good day to really start some of your creative areas, of course, towards the feminine, especially with the releasing and the healing. And for those who follow Chakras and Cusworks podcast, I don't do any of the full moon readings anymore, but I will still be doing the astrological dates for each month, getting more in-depth into it. And I'll be honest, it's going to be very hard to go into the whole rundown of 2023. So that's why you're going to have to check back in for each month to see what is really kind of taking away. I, you know, it's, it's hard when it's a whole year because there's so much happening. In January, um, we also have Mars going direct. It, Mars is still in Gemini, so that's a very dual um, conflicting area around the communication. We've been seeing it with a lot of Gemini Zodiacs. We've been seeing it with a lot of heavy Gemini placements. Maybe they're feeling overly aggressive. Maybe that area is feeling overly direct. Maybe it's feeling very impulsive. We also have Juno, the asteroid entering Aries around January 13th. And then on January 18th, we have Mercury going direct in Capricorn. Remember, Mercury hit retrograde on the 29th. 
So for the retrogrades, we'll get into it a little further. I'm just going to give you the rundown on some of the major aspects that I think that people really need to pay attention to for the year of 2023. And I know I talk fast, but hey, I'm trying to make this uh, recording not too long. On January 20th, we have Sun enters Aquarius, and then we're going to be followed with a new moon in Aquarius. And when we think about the Aquarius, we always have to think of the, dir the direct area of alignment with the collective, with the community level and the area space. The collective is a very strong space. It's a, it's a space that I feel that most people overlook when they think about astrology. They tend to think about um, just how is this astrological alignment helping them or helping um, how they feel at the current time. But when we think about Aquarius, we always have to think of the collective and how can we help the collective? How can we embrace the collective? How can we be one with the collective? Um, January 22nd, we have Uranus going direct in Taurus. And for Uranus going direct, this is a big, Uranus has been in retrograde. This is a big movement, especially for the Taurus. I think the Taurus is going to feel a shift in 2023. Um, I talked about it on my TikTok for those who follow my TikTok. I, I said that the two zodiacs that I would look out for in 2023 for transformational change um, is definitely the Taurus and the Scorpio. I explained why, um, but there's a lot of movement with them. There's a lot of transition with them, and there's a, a lot of energy shift with them. On the 26th, and I want you guys to remember that Venus travels a lot monthly. So on January 26th, Venus enters Pisces. Um, and this is an overall a good move for Venus. We still have Jupiter in Pisces at this current time. So Venus enters Pisces and, or no, Venus is actually, I'm sorry, Jupiter will actually, I believe, be with Aries at this time, I believe. So Venus enters Pisces and this is going to be that area sense of the higher self, definitely with the feminine. So make sure you have that area where you are dipping into the crown chakra and also the sacral chakra as well. And this is big for a lot of the the higher house um, zodiacs, such as like the Aquarius, the Capricorn, will really want to feel that alignment. Also, this is going to affect the Libra and the Taurus. And like I said, we're going to see a lot of area with the Taurus in 2023. So if you have heavy Taurus placements, I want you to really look at where they're at in your houses, where, um, where you see areas that you might feel an overall shift in some of your lessons or some of your life path journeys where it might be a good time to actually do a little bit of reflection and change. Um, look at how you can look at your birth chart for the year of 2023. Also on um, February 5th, we have um, the full moon in Leo and I don't want to get too much on the moon signs. Uh, follow me on chakras and cuss words for the monthly updates. 
On February 7th, this is a big thing. We have Jupiter semi-sextile with the true node, which is like our destiny node, and that is still in, um, what do you know? That is still in Taurus. <laughs> so this is going to be an area of conjunction where we feel that passion. We feel that energy of expanding our current situation where we are at in our destiny path. So if you're a Sagittarius, Aquarius, also um, a Taurus, this is going to be possibly that area space where it is going to be almost like currently changing that path. Also where you're seeing reflections on that path where you're saying, you know what, I do want to commit in this relationship. Now that I think about it, I'm not restraining myself. I'm actually creating something that's leveling me up, right? I'm actually creating something that's leveling the relationship up. Or maybe I am going to take that job promotion. Or maybe I am going to start to write my book. Um, maybe I'm going to have that energy that's going to feel truly aligned in my purpose. And the reason why it's also making such a shift is because on February 7th, we have Vesta enters Aries as well. So just creating this alignment and taking that first step of creating something new towards the life path of the current situation that you are in. So that doesn't mean reflecting again. That doesn't mean healing again. It means of right now. What is it right now that you really want to take hold of? What you really want to move forward with? If it's a relationship, if it's creating a community, if it's creating your business, if it's becoming one with um, your love for your partner, like really maybe falling back in love with your partner if it's been a rocky time for you guys, or maybe it's closing that chapter. But this alignment with the Jupiter semi-sextile um, with the destiny node of the north node in Taurus is going to say, hey, we got to wake up. We got to do it, right? <laughs> we got we got to move forward. Um, also, the beautiful alignment with the collective is not going to be ignored in the month of February. Like the month of February is such a powerful month for anybody who is an Aquarius. Um, if they have strong Aquarius placements, Aquariuses are very a dynamic bunch. Um, and it's something that I always tell you guys, your sun energy, I got into it a little bit um, on the Instagram, your sun energy, you're going to feel the most during that time. Your solar return, like let's stop looking at the Saturn return, right? Let's stop looking at that area space, that of fear or constriction or um, responsibilities and we all have to have it all figured out. Let's start looking at our solar returns. Our solar returns is that space where it really comes to us. The energy feels aligned. Sometimes it can actually be some of the most intense energy, beneficial or non-beneficial at the moment, right? So we always have to look at what is going on for that zodiac during that solar return. We have Mercury enters Aquarius. Um, so that is a very um, 
fun time for the Aquariuses. I don't want to spend too much on February, but February is a good month. Then right around March 2nd, we have Mercury enters Pisces, um, Saturn, semi sextile and Pluto with Capricorn. So Pluto is still going to be in Capricorn. Saturn is still going to be in Aquarius. Um, we will feel a shift towards the springtime with these two, but right now, this is our last chance. This is like really that energy where we're going to want to pick up our transition on a collective level. And this is happening March 3rd. So I wouldn't be surprised if something happens where we're going to see it on the news. We're going to see some areas of responsibility, some areas of constriction right around this time of March 3rd. Um, on March 7th, we have a full moon in Virgo. I'm not going to get too much into the moon phases, but this is going to kind of like ease that area. Possibly there's some fear. Possibly there might be a lot of layoffs. Um, maybe a big company might be having a in downfall. So use the full moon to release. Or use the full moon to ground. Use the full moon to embrace where you're at at the current moment and just be like yes okay Whew. and then our march 7th as we're entering the spring we're entering that that area of march this is when mo many of us are going to start to feel that shift of energy especially with responsibilities home life constriction um areas where we're going to have a different dynamic. We're really going to have a different dynamic. On March 7th, we have Saturn enters Pisces. And it's so funny when I hear people talk about the Saturn return with Aquarius. And you know, um, the Saturn return with Aquarius, I will be surprised. I saw, of course, um, Cardi B had kind of a hard year um, during the Mercury retrograde. She was in her Saturn return. She's actually a Saturn. Um, she's actually Aquarius. And her Saturn is in Aquarius. So she had her Saturn return. Um, and for most people, except right around that court date of uh, Mercury retrograde, she had some areas. But I think for most people, let's see who else, Pete Davidson, D Pete Davidson was going through his Saturn return um, this, you know, the last two and a half years. He uh, has his Saturn in Aquarius, and then he had that whole Kanye and Kim, um, I don't even know, relationship. And, but I think he, he jumped back pretty well, right? He kind of did a rebound. But you know what really stands out to me is when we have a Saturn return, the spotlight is kind of on us. Um, astrologically, unintentionally, the karmic space is on us. And we don't necessarily understand why. We don't really see it. But another um, alignment that just had their Saturn return isn't even a person. It is an entity. So the Adams family, the original Adams family is on their second Saturn return at, I believe they're like 60, 
um, 56 years old, right? If we, if I, because I did read the birth chart of the original Adams family series and they are on their second Saturn return. And of course we have, uh, the windy, uh, Wednesday Adams, um, series on Netflix, like beating, uh, stranger things. So the astrological karmic energy tends to come back more unintentionally and sometimes we don't see it consciously during our Saturn return. We have to remember that the Saturn is that area of karma, of frequency, of responsibilities. How are we living in our responsibilities? How are we embracing our responsibilities? And how are we taking it to the next level? How are we taking it where it feels aligned with us, right? Um, it is it is a beautiful planet. I know many people have been taught to fear Saturn, right? It's that that um that kind of Roman god that's very dominant and you know the stories of how um dominant and I guess you could say evil Saturn was, right? How that Saturn energy is just like, ugh. But in all honesty, it is the ruler of um, Capricorn and Aquarius. Because before Uranus, I say Uranus, before Uranus was discovered, it was Saturn. So we have to look at that area of it being our responsibilities, what it is that we need to take place in. So if anybody is going through their Saturn return as Saturn enters Pisces, it will be okay. <laughs> Just take a few deep breaths. And then on March 12th, we have Jupiter conjuncts Chiron. This is a day to really expand on the releasing of closing the chapter of the past, um, releasing that wounded area. Also, we have Venus enters Taurus on March 16th. Um, Sun enters Aries, and we have um, that happening around March 20th. On the 23rd, this is the day that a lot of people are anticipating, right? So now we have Aquarius um, empty of Saturn, right? And a lot of people are saying that we're going to see a shift of energy with like the healers or the collective that really care about the, the community and, and um, they really care. Like the advocates are going to stop advocating. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Um, I don't think it's going to affect the collective on that level. Um, I do think it's going to affect the collective on a different type of level where the collective is possibly going to do a full embrace of change. Um, possibly a lot of people who maybe have been a quote unquote, um, working for a corporation or a nurse or a doctor or somebody who did that area where they really fed into the collective, they might actually take it where it's away from a corporation. 
where it's away from a energy that feels very like these are your responsibilities, these are your constrictions, this is what you have to do. That alignment where it's going to feel very like almost like chokehold, right? It's going to feel very tight where the person might have been working in a space or had a relationship that felt very constricted and, and the collective might say, yeah, no, um, I'm still doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it on a different flow. I'm going to do it on the Aquarian flow. And then when we have Pluto entering Aquarius, this is where they're really going to close it. They're going to let that chapter of their life just kind of fizzle out. And they're going to say, yeah, you know, that's, that's that. Also with March 23rd, I think something's going to happen, um, on a world event. Um, let's see when Pluto had its return, um, in 2022, um, and came back after being gone for, I don't know, since like the 1800s or something, I can't remember that that was the day that, um, Russia invaded Ukraine. So when Pluto hits again, I do think there's going to be something on the worldly level when Pluto shifts, even though Pluto is the smallest and like furthest away, right? Uh, planet. I do expect something to happen, um, on a collective level on an area where it feels very, um, feels very dominant. It feels very aggressive and, um, there might be some space that feels extremely intense. And I don't like fear mongering people because I don't think that's what astrology should be. Right. Um, we shouldn't embrace astrology to create fear. Um, we shouldn't embrace astrology to create that area of anxiety. We should embrace astrology so we can explain how come we might be feeling certain alignments, how come we might be frustrated at our spouse for no reason, how come we might want to leave our career, right? What is going on in the sky? What is going on in the cosmic energy that's creating this shift, that's creating this dynamic where it just doesn't feel like an energy we were used to. And usually it's because it's happening astrologically and that is being resembled interpersonally. On March 25th, we have Mars enters Cancer. We have a good time for April 3rd, Mercury enters Taurus, and then we have Venus enters Gemini on April 11th. Um, on April 14th, we have Saturn sextile the North Node, which is um, still in Taurus. That's going to be an energy around, of course, around the destiny of right here, responsibilities. Do I think there's going to be like something very significant, like a, like what we saw with the pandemic? No, not necessarily, but I do think that there is going to be some significant energy. Um, possibly there might be some energy where people feel like they can't be exactly who they want to be. Um, April 15th, we have Vesta enters Taurus. April 20th, we have the sun enters Taurus. 
and then we have the start of the Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Um, so like I said, if you haven't figured out how to use your Mercury retrograde energy, this is a perfect time to establish that, um, especially especially as it is with Taurus. I know Capricorn, there's a lot of areas with communication work. But when it's in Taurus, this is an area space where we're going to want to let go of that energy of frustration. We're going to want to let go of that energy of um, always feeling stuck in our roots. We're going to work a little bit more with the root chakra, which um, means opening it up. A lot of people are always centered off of a blocked root chakra, but we have to remember that our root chakra can be excessive as well. And having an excessive root chakra isn't necessarily um, ideal. That's a space that we're going to want to move forward with, especially as we hit um, the Pluto retrograde happening on May 1st in Aquarius at 22 degrees. So for the Pluto retrograde, I do think, like I said, something's going to happen on a collective level with Pluto again. Um, I do think this is going to be an energy where we're going to have to kind of heal it out. We're going to have to move it forward at 22 degrees. Um, definitely, we're going to have to realize who can we align ourselves with personally, who can we stay with that feels um that lets us feel that area of expression, but also lets us feel that area of transformation and transition and lets us feel that energy space. On May 2nd, uh, the first week of May is pretty, um, pretty high frequency. We have the Pluto retrograde, we have Juno enters Gemini, we have Pallas enters Leo, and we have a Jupiter semi-sextile in Neptune. So this is a um, big, big month. Uh, May is a lot of transition. May is going to be one of those months, um, May and February, but definitely um, May is going to be one of those months that we feel a lot. Um, it's also going to be that month that if you have high um, Taurus placements, um, you're really going to want to <laughs> do some deep breathing. <laughs> Just joking. Um, but you're definitely going to want to look at it at an area where you are fine with who you are, right? You don't have to explain too much. You don't have to... Um, you don't have to get people's approval. You're going to move very um, naturally in this energy alignment. Um, most Tauruses are very structured in their own ability. Most Tauruses um, have that center about them where people just want to say, like, why are you like this? Because I'm a Taurus, right? <laughs> you know, and... Um, but you're also going to want to ease up a little bit, especially in the relationships, because uh, for the Taurus placements, you're really going to be feeling it in May. Um, also, we have, what do you know, we have uh, Venus enters Cancer, and then we have Mercury goes direct on May 14th. Also, the start of May 
is usually eclipse season. Um, the eclipses usually don't change. We have a full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Um, that's very traditional for the Scorpio placements, but you want to see where your Scorpio placements are, what, what house your Scorpio rules, if your Scorpio um, zodiac is centered in a house, um, what astrological alignments you have with Scorpio. So check your charts for May 5th, especially towards the full moon lunar eclipse. And like I said, to get into the deep dives, um, I do the monthly reviews. So that will be something that I will definitely talk about on the monthly review of May when we get to May. We also have Jupiter enters Taurus. So this is a, this is why I said the, that Taurus and Scorpio are going to be the zodiacs that you look at because we have Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th. And Jupiter's all about expansion and growth, a lot of positive energy for the Taurus in, um, in 2023. You are a Taurus that is looking for transition, looking for change, looking for up-leveling in your Taurus placements. Um, check your charts, see how can, you can use this energy. With Jupiter entering Taurus is an amazing time for the Taurus to bring that legendary status about them, right? To really feel that safety, that foundation that they've been yearning for in 2022. 2022 was kind of like that play for them, right? That that energy that felt like um, this is what you can do. Um, this is where you can be. But 2023 is really going to be that area where they're going to make these steps to the next level. Um, I do feel a lot of strong energy for Taurus placements, possibly uh, if it is a new relationship, a new engagement. I told a couple people on my podcast, I do think that some Libras are going to be getting engaged in 2023 as well. Um, and, you know, that could be like a Libra rising. That could always be a Libra and Venus, um, of course, check your charts, but especially for the Jupiter enters Taurus, this is a big shift and Jupiter then squares the following day, Pluto. So when we have an area like this, and I'm going to talk about it on the area of relationships. Um, when we have an area like this with the Jupiter interest Taurus, mass shift of energy just right away. Bam. Then we have Jupiter square Pluto. Either there is a new birth to the relationship or there is a death to the relationship. So either we say, yes, this is working and yes, I'm in love and this is possibly my life partner, or this is going to be that space where you're going to say, mm, yeah, no, it's time to break up. <laughs> and we're looking at this, not only the Tauruses are going to be feeling this energy alignment, definitely the Tauruses. Like I said, Taurus, it's like max, right? But we also have to look at the Sagittarius, the Pisces, and also the Scorpio. So 
Scorpio is dynamic in its own conscious, unconscious state. With Scorpio, we have Pluto. Scorpio, we also have is direct opposing Taurus. So we have to remember that whatever energy the Taurus is somewhat feeling, the Scorpio is like, here I am. They're basically opposites. We have Taurus of the second house. And when we have a Taurus and we have Jupiter in the second house, if the Taurus isn't thinking about investments or buying, so it can't always just be love, right? There's a lot of people who do fine without being in a relationship. And I know people hate when I say sometimes some people aren't meant to be in love, right? Some of us just are not meant to be in love. And that's fine. We can love things. We can love events. We can love certain certain times, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we are meant to be in love forever, right? Some people, love is that funny dynamic. It's very similar to money. Um, some people do quite successful having very little money, starting off with very little money. Some people are quite successful with having very little love. Um, doesn't mean they need to be in a relationship. Sometimes we do better not in a relationship. Um, and we look at the Taurus right now with Jupiter. This is a time that financially the Taurus should be doing something. Something. If that's in buying a house, if that is areas of um, possession, investments, building a business, starting a new job, looking for a raise, whatever it is, financially, the Taurus should be starting to do something for the rest of the year of 2023. Then we have um, Scorpio, and Scorpio's the 8th house, right? It's that area of connections, deep connections. It's the area, you know, death. It's that area of regeneration. It's that area of endings and beginnings. So for the Scorpio, they might be saying goodbye to a lot of things. They might be saying goodbye, goodbye, you know, goodbye. <laughs> um, and I'm going to kind of like jam through some of these dates because I don't want to make this recording too long. So we also have, um, and I really want to try to explain it as I go, but there's so much happening. Okay, so we also have Jupiter squares Pluto, new moon in Taurus, literally two days later. Um, May 20th, we have Mars enters Leo. This is going to be another fiery dynamic, especially for the Leo placements. I feel like the Leo placements have been very quiet. Um, we haven't seen that much of the Leos, right? We've seen a little bit, but not that much. They've, they've kind of been very reserved. This is all going to change right around May 20th. We have the sun enters Gemini. Gemini's have been causing a ruckus. They're going to continue. <laughs> They're going to continue to cause a ruckus all the way, um, probably till 2025. Um, 
but we're going to see some more action from the Leos. We're definitely, the Leos are going to be feeling this area of assertiveness, um, getting back on to their spontaneous energy. You have to remember that the Leo works in that dual dynamic. Everybody goes, oh, the Leo's so confident. The Leo's so brave. Yes, they're very brave. They're centered with the sun. They have that solar plex energy. But what you also have to remember, if they don't take time to balance it, if they don't take time to balance that energy, what happens? They burn out. They burn out and they stop. They get tired. So when you have that much fire element, you intentionally, you have to force yourself to let that energy relax. You have to force yourself to let that energy heal. So for May, the Leos are going to kind of wake back up right now. They're kind of in their hibernation state, but they're going to wake back up in May. A lot of them might be feeling burnt out because they did too much in the beginning of 2021. And now they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're going to see a lot more from the Leos, especially the end of May and in June. We have the first quarter moon. Um, Jupiter conjuncts the north node on June 1st. Then we have Venus enters Leo. It's going to be a beautiful time, as I always say, to get confident with love. If that love isn't where you feel confident, it's a good time to say bye-bye. <laughs> Mercury enters Gemini. Beautiful time to enhance our communication. That same day, we have Pluto retrograde enters Capricorn. So we have to remember Pluto retrograde started off in Aquarius. Because that's where Pluto is. Pluto is going to go into retrograde and it's going to shift over back to Capricorn. This is going to be an area where it's going to affect the work life. Really affect that area of the Capricorn. Also some karmic energy is going to come back to play. Um, silently. It's going to be that karmic energy that you didn't expect. We have Saturn retrograde starting in Pisces. This is a beautiful time to let go of some of those restrictions on your interpersonal space, also your spiritual space. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some new cults <laughs> making the news, um, especially with Saturn being in, um, in Pisces. That area is going to come, the Pisces is a very dynamic zodiac. Um, all the zodiacs are very beautiful and dynamic, but that 12th house placement, that God energy, it, it's a fine line. It's a very much fine line, that water walker space. It's a fine line where um, I'm not going to be surprised during the time that we see Saturn enter Pisces. We're going to be some, seeing some areas of cults coming, coming back, um, probably on the news something like that. There's definitely going to be some chitter chatter about that. June 19th, we have Jupiter sextile Saturn. June is a good month. It really is. We have Ceres enters Libra, Sun enters Cancer, Juno enters Cancer, Vesta enters Gemini. It's a beautiful month for the feminine, also for the areas of love and the areas of relationships. A lot of people should be getting <laughs> married probably around the June 
20th, June 2nd. That is a beautiful time to um, say some vows. Also, we have a Mercury enters Cancer, Neptune retrograde on June 26th, June 30th. I always hear people say like, oh, don't get married on a retrograde. I think that's, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, Mercury retrograde is like four times a year. If that was the case, nobody would do anything, right? Um, stuff still happens in, um, in these months during retrogrades. So yes, Neptune retrogrades on June 30th in Pisces. We still have Neptune in Pisces with Saturn. So there is going to be a lot of delusions, a lot of areas of godly essence, especially, like I said, we're going to see some cults coming back. Uh, July 10th, we have Mars enters Virgo, Mercury enters Leo, J June, July 22nd, Gemini, Semi, Square, Neptune, Ves Venus retrograde, um, Sun enters Leo on July 22nd, and right around July, we're going to have a new transition of the nodes. Um, we still have, is it July or August? So right around um, July, we're going to have a few more alignments with Chiron going retrograde, the Pluto in Capricorn in retrograde is going to square the North Node. That's still in Aries. So that's going to actually be a day where a lot of people are going to feel a little hesitation. Um, they're going to feel a little stuck. Um, there's probably going to be some breakups, some people saying goodbye to certain chapters. We have full moon in Aquarius. Then we have, I'm trying to go through just some of the days that I think, um, October, we have Mars enters Scorpio. That's a big one. And I am trying to see what days I really want to talk about because this is a lot. So for the rest of July, because I kind of want to finish July out because July is going to be a powerful month, um, we have Pluto square, the North Node in Aries, then we have the full moon in Aquarius, then we also have Saturn semi-square Chiron, then we're going to enter, the Sun enters Virgo, Virgo season, and we're going to have Mars enters Libra and Uranus retrograde in Taurus and Uranus is going to hang out with Taurus until I believe uh, 2024 and then it's going to move over to um, Gemini. That's a whole other thing. Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. So that's going to be a, a day that's going to be extremely intense. And then we have Mars enters Scorpio, another new moon solar eclipse. And then we have a full moon lunar eclipse on October 28th. 
and then we have still in November 25th Saturn semi square Chiron which um, Chiron is still in Aries and that is going to really be that energy where there's going to be some dynamics of people either leaving their responsibilities <laughs> um, leaving their area of confinement also we have um, Chiron going direct right around December so the stations I'm not going to get into too much I do want to before I talk about the ending of the year um, 2023 overall I don't feel like it's going to be as intense as um, as it was in 2022 for most people um, especially for the people who are aligned with Saturn we're going to see some more areas of egocentric and high energy especially like I said I'm going to be very surprised if we don't see anything happen with like a cult becoming exposed um, so the the nodes will stay um, the north node will stay in Aries and then it hits over I'm sorry the north node is in Taurus and then it is going to move over to Aries on I believe on uh, July just trying to find my date I'm kind of like all over the place with all these damn charts um so when this happens it's going to be a shift for the Aries and the Libra so the south node will go to Libra and then the north node will go to Taurus so it's going to be opposing again um of course like how it was with the um, with the Taurus and the Scorpio but this time it's going to be more centered around the Aries and also with the Taurus so I mean not yeah with the Aries and the Libra so when this happens we're going to see that shift where the Aries is going to really want to make some changes like here and now like like it's going to feel very, very soon, very spontaneous. So if you are at Aries placement and that is happening um, with you, just be mindful. Like <laughs> there might be some Aries that like quit right there on the spot. Maybe move all their shit and get out of Dodge, right? Just be very mindful that that very spontaneous energy um, try to have some area where you think about it before you speak so um, intentful um, it's going to be a time of transition also for the Aries you're going to want to be a little bit mindful 
And that's going to happen on July 17th is when the North Node enters Aries and the South Node enters Libra. Also for the Libra, you might be seeing some energies of the past kind of coming back up, um, especially with healing. Um, and I, you know, I don't like to fear monger, but if some areas in a relationship wasn't working out, it's probably going to feel like that same dynamic is going to come back up. So I want to thank everybody who popped in this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I will be back for the astrology dates um, for Capricorn. I will do a Capricorn horoscope on Clubhouse and also on the podcast of Chakras and Cuss Words. So make sure you tap into that. And everybody have an amazing day. Bye.